Welcome to another edition of 99 Questions. I am your host, Bob Buell. This is, of course, an oddly numbered interview show where we ask all sorts of interesting people interesting questions. And joined with me this week is the fullback for the Cleveland freaking Browns. It's Johnny Stanton. Johnny, how are you today, sir? Thanks for having me, Bob. I'm doing great. Pleasure's all mine. Trust me. Uh, This is uh, super cool. And uh, thanks for taking the time to do this. So, Absolutely, yeah. You came highly recommended amongst the uh, my friends who have been your guests. Oh my goodness! Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, maybe get a couple name drops as we go. We'll see how this goes. Uh, but where would we be up front without a couple terms and conditions, some quick ground rules, just to make sure we're all on the same yeah. page? Uh, like ground rule number one: you could take as much time or as little time as you need to answer the question. If a yes or no suffice. Give me a yes or no. A short story about your life helps us get a better understanding. I want to hear that story. All right. Uh, Grand rule number two. This is the farthest thing from 60 minutes. Uh, Legally, I don't know if I'm allowed to say 60 minutes because it has a number in the title just like mine. But uh, if there's anything you want to pass on, skip over. No judgment. No worries. We can pass. We got plenty Uh, of questions to do, so it will be all right. Oh, yeah. We can (laughs) skip 30 of these and not notice. Uh, And grand rule number three. Uh, Despite the name of the show being 99 questions, there might be a follow-up. There might be one off the cuff. I won't Uh, hold you to it too much. Thank you. That's all (laughs) I ask. Uh, So the first of those non-counting questions. Johnny, are you ready? I'm ready. Awesome. Question number one. What's the perfect breakfast? My perfect breakfast is the one that I have uh, every day that I'm home. It is uh, the Trader Joe's cracked sour wheat dough, sour sour wheat, um, sourdough, sorry. Um, That is toasted. Um, You have to, they're longer, too long for my toaster. So you have to kind of flip it halfway through Uh, with with a two sunny side or two pieces of toast, buttered, um, two sunny side up eggs with everything seasoning and um, chopped basil on top. Yeah, you are talking nice my coffee. language. Yeah, yeah. nice <laughs> coffee with plenty of creamer because I'm a wimp. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna leave my black coffee off to the side. No, no judgments. I think that's great. Uh, question number two: Who's the coolest dude? Coolest dude? Uh, whoever's playing James Bond at the time, probably. Ooh, yeah. Well, who do you think is going to be the next James Bond? This is the big I, I hope question. Idris Elba. I mean, Idris Elba right? just is cool in general. Um, but uh, I mean, yeah, I think I don't know if it's the whoever is uh, James Bond at the time is the absolute coolest person. But I think if you are James Bond, you are certified certifiably cool. Yeah, it's it's on the back of the license to kill. It's license yes. to kill on the front, and then coolest dude <laughs> certified on the back. cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, question number three: steak, chicken, or fish? Man, um, I gotta go steak. Uh, nice, really well done steak. You know, there's a reason why you know you can get a hundred dollar steak, but not like a hundred dollar you know cut of chicken. <laughs> it's an excellent point. Yeah, they don't have tomahawk cuts of chicken. Uh, <laughs> not usually, at least. Uh, but I, I love fish. I don't want to you know leave that unmentioned. <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> Question four: What's the best gift you've ever gotten? Oh man. 
best gift I've ever gotten. Um, you know, I, when I was a kid, I was, uh, my sister and I were given my uh, chocolate lab Malibu who um, mm. ended up passing away a couple years ago at the age of 15. Oh, so man. she was a Christmas present. So I'm going to go with boo. She was uh, mm. quite the sweetheart and a lot of fun. That's amazing. Yeah. I love that. Uh, question five, best gift you've ever given. I'm always so bad at remembering gifts I've been given and have <laughs> given. Um, I, in you know, I think it was a gift to me as well. But I mean, I was I just got engaged this last February, um, oh, and as part of that, I gave a ring. Thank you. Uh, as part <laughs> of that, I gave an engagement ring to my fiance, and um, so I'll say that's the best gift I've given is um, is my, that engagement ring that she that she still absolutely loves. Luckily, it's only been you know five months later, so I hope she still still does. <laughs> oh sick of seeing this rock on my <laughs> finger every day <laughs> no that's great uh question six what did you want to do for a living when you were a kid i wanted to be the starting first baseman for the los angeles dodgers uh when i was mm. uh when i was a kid because i love the dodgers more than any other sports team i love baseball more like watching baseball more than any other sport um and i was a huge dodger fan growing up with uh, season tickets right behind the uh, third base dugout wow yeah. Well, Johnny, look behind you. It's the manager for the Dodgers. We got the contract written What a up. great make-a-wish. <laughs> you know, we try on this. We got connections here. Uh, question seven. This is, a, this is a decent one. Okay. What's the largest animal you can beat in a fight? <laughs> There's so many animals that are smaller than me that I could not beat in a fight. Um. Isn't that crazy though? Like when you think about just uh, if it's like hand to hand, I don't think that there are. I, I think that we're way out of our weight class. Oh um, yeah. Like you know, with chimpanzees, I think like inarguably would 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 kick us, kick our butts in a fight, and they're smaller than us. Um, yeah. So I think a single wolf. You know, the wolf is so dangerous because it works in pack, right? Mm. But a single wolf, uh, as long as it's not like one of those gigantic gray wolves. Yeah, uh, I think uh, one of the smaller wolves, like a red wolf, I don't really know how big those are. Um, I think I might be able to get, if I'm quick on my feet, you know, um, I could be just talking out my But Am I allowed to curse on this show? <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> I could be talking out of my ass. But um, I say, like, a single wolf isn't quite as dangerous as the wolf in a pack, obviously. You know, you've got to, you know, True. watch your flanks. So I'll say one-on-one, -on -one, maybe a wolf. And that's still sm way smaller than I am. So that's just being realistic. Okay, I like and I, it. But it's also kind of like being, you know, uh, you know, giving myself the benefit of the doubt a little bit. I think you got it. I think <laughs> you got it. Uh, question eight. Who's someone you look up to? It's it's an easy, cliche answer, but it's absolutely true. I look up to my parents. Um, mm. uh, you know, just my dad... Uh, he was a, a great self-made businessman and, you know, worked really hard, uh, gave my sister and me a you know, great life for ourselves. My mom was um, always there for us. Um, great businesswoman her in her own right. And uh, they always did whatever it took for, for us to be happy and to be successful. And I really love and respect them for that. I love that. It's a great answer. Uh, question nine. First album you bought with your own money. This is the iTunes days. Um, mm. Oh, you know what? I remember when I was really young, I, I really liked the Backstreet Boys album. Um, I do not remember the name of it. Um, blue, something blue. 
Um, but they, uh, I was, when I was really little, like that, that was my favorite album. I think the first album that I really fell in love with, yeah. uh, was cold plays yellow. Um, Ooh, great that, that album. And now I found it like years after it actually came out, probably like five or six years after it came out. But that's when I really started like kind of discovering what kind of music I liked. Mm. And while my tastes have changed, I still love that, that album. Whew. Backstreet Boys and Coldplay. That is a concert <laughs> I want to go to. <laughs> I, I cannot, you know, emphasize just how much my tastes have changed. <laughs> but uh, yes, back in, yes, uh, they, they were great back then. I hear you. Uh, question 10. What's your go-to karaoke song? Great, great, great question. Uh, this is actually what I first connected with my fiance um, on. We met on Hinge. And um, one of the questions that I answered um well, her answer for the same question was Baby Got Back. Uh, and my answer was, um, I kind of cheated. Number one, and the first one I look for is No Diggity by, by back, Black Street. Excellent choice. Second, Excellent choice. Second choice is Make a Man Out of You from Mulan soundtrack. Ooh. Yeah. Or it's Let's Get Down. I forget. Is it Let's Get Down to Business or is it Make a Man Out of You? Well, good no, no, no. Let's Get Down to Business is the, first, is the first line of the song. Make yeah. a Man Out of You, I think is the, yeah. Okay. So that's my number two choice. Um but yeah, that's what we first connected on when we were just meeting each other. I love that. And it was all it was all gospel after that. You <laughs> love to say it. Uh question eleven. Last song you listened to. Last song I listened to. Um you can find it right here on my music app. Um This question not sponsored by whoever that music app is, I could assure you. Yeah, I won't won't even mention the name. Uh, It is I Deserve to Be Alone by Ty Verdes. Ty Verdes um, kind of got on my radar last year and uh, really, really like his his album. Uh, And that's one of the songs. It's a sad song, but it's got a nice upbeat tempo. I love those songs that are like, if you listen too close to the lyrics, like it kind of really bums you out. But the, the, you know, the the rhythm and the, uh, you know, the beat just kind of redeems it as like kind of a happy song. Tiveritis is good for those where yeah. it's like, this is creeping onto my radar because it <laughs> sounds fun. But if I'm driving by myself and listen to the lyrics, like they bum me out. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. He's good. Uh, question 12. What's a band or musical artist you want to hear more from? Um, in high school, I really, uh, really loved the Lumineers. Um, and their first album, I could not stop listening to. And I think it took them like at least eight years to come out with a second album. Um, I wouldn't say that they were somebody that I right now wants, want to hear more from. Um, I'm really excited for Matt Mason's new album. Um, that is, he's really, he just released his, I think third single from, um, just today. Uh, and then, um, so that album come, comes out in the summer. Um, yeah, I, th- I think I'll go with that. I'd say Matt Mason's new album is coming out. Very nice. Question 13. A song that brings the most emotion out of you. Oh, it is The Parting Glass. Um, the Irish hmm. folk song I, oh. that I first heard uh, at the end credits of um, Assassin's Creed 3, The Black Flag. <laughs> um nice. it is like that 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 game was so great and that was before like i really got over that's assassin's creed games yeah. how they feel like you know more like gamified you know rpg and uh they always were but you know now like back then 
you know, I think the characters kind of stuck with you more, at least in my biased opinion. Yeah. Uh, and Black Flag, the, there were so many great characters in that sh- in that um, game, and that song kind of like really wrapped up the emotions of having all those people who I don't know. I'm getting sappy about a video game right now, but <laughs> I love that song, and it, it made me cry the first time I heard it, and it's definitely one of my all time favorites. I love that. Believe. Oh, I can tell you stories about crying at video games. Don't mm-hmm. you stop oh, yeah. me. Before Your Eyes from last year? I don't know if you ever played that. No, I didn't. Oh, I wept like a baby at the end of it. It was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Question 14. What's your favorite music video? Favorite music video? Um, Remy Wolf has some really great music videos. Um, hey. She's an artist that I really, really love. Um, kind of found out about her in 2020. And she's come out with um, her, full, her first full album last year. Uh, I got to see her live in February and she was on maybe January. She was amazing. Wow. Um, but her music videos are so trippy. Um, very psychedelic and weird. Her, her music is kind of just really weird, but in a really fun way. Yeah. Um, and her music videos really kind of follow that, uh, that style. And, you know, <laughs> I can imagine if you're on some kind of other substance that it'd be even that much more <laughs> psychedelic and, uh, and, and weird, but it's, it's great. That's I love it. But specifically, I'll say "Woo," which was the first song that I uh, that I really loved that that she came out with. Nice, nice. Uh, question fifteen: You got a million dollars, but you have to donate it all to charity. What charity is it going to? Um, I am involved with two great charities, and if I'll if I can, uh, che- I'm very closely involved with two different charities. Please, um, I'll I'll split that half and half. Uh, the first one is the Jesse Reese Foundation. Um, they are a local organization that actually works nationwide, worldwide, really. Um, and they, uh, help out, um, kids with cancer who are fighting cancer and their families by sending toy jars and supplies, uh, to them, not really wow. in a way to, um, try to cure them in any way. Like, uh, Jesse Reese has a great story and her family has a great story. She ended up passing away, um, uh, almost about a decade ago now, but her family still, um, works in her name. Um, and Jesse, when she was battling cancer, was asked, do you want, you know, we're going to start, start an organization because, you know, th- this is really important to us and it's really important to you. Do you want to be focusing on the cure or the care? Like, do you want kids to be trying to like, fight cancer and like in a way that they can beat it? Or do you want to make sure that they're, they know they're loved and are supported? And she wanted the latter. She wanted the care. So that's what they do. They sent um, like curated toy jars to kids around the country and in some cases around the world. Um, so they're very, um, close to me. They're, their organization's family to me. And the second one is, um, athlete ally, uh, is the, um, uh, LGBTQ organization that, um, supports, uh, uh, athletes in that community. Uh, and I'm an ambassador of that uh, organization and do what I can to, um, you know, sh- uh, shut down the stigma of being, um, within the LGBTQ community, um, in sports. Uh, it's really important to me that everybody feels welcome within the world of sports. I love that. Absolutely amazing. Uh, on all fronts. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. I appreciate it. Uh, question 16. Favorite holiday? I'm going to I'll go with Halloween. It's all, you know, it's, uh, I think it's, it's a popular choice nowadays because there are so many people there's are Halloween people, like all you celebrate all year round. I'm not one of those people, but <laughs> I love, I love kind of the, the vibes that the late fall kind of gives you of, you know, dying leaves you know kind of foggy uh wet cloudy kind of all you want to do is sit on the couch and watch scary movies um specifically my halloween tradition 
is watching the show um, Over the Garden Wall, which is a mini series from Cartoon Network. Uh, it's on Hulu now. I recommend it to every single person I know. Um, it's really, really great. You can watch it in under two hours. It's just 10 episodes, about 15 minutes long each. Uh, oh. it, I, I 100% recommend it. This I might need to check yeah. out a little bit. This we'll watch it in the right. wait. Honestly, wait for the fall to watch. Okay, it, you're gonna right. want, you're gonna want to wait. Yeah. All right, Siri, set a reminder for six months from now. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, let's see. Uh, question seventeen: What's your go-to drink when you walk into a coffee shop? Uh, I am again, like I said, I'm a wimp with coffee, but I love uh, I love mocha lattes, especially if you have some peppermint syrup in there. It kind of Ooh. makes me feel like you know I was, it was very close to St. Christmas uh, for my favorite holiday, and kind of I, you know, I'm, I'm okay with peppermint not being a seasonal flavor. Um, that's what stinks is a lot of a lot of coffee shops only have that that flavor you know around winter time. Yeah. I, I want it to be all year round, so I'll go with the peppermint <laughs> mocha. Just buy some candy canes in bulk and just t- <laughs> chuck a couple of them, them in, in there. there. Yeah. yeah, why not? Uh, uh, question eighteen. This is maybe our most controversial. Spell the word gray <laughs> uh g-r-e-y oh boy a blow <laughs> to team a-y fans all across the globe <laughs> i think it's a regional thing or not regional but i think it's like uh great britain versus america right and i don't think anybody really adheres to it but it's kind of general yeah yeah no, that, i love hearing the different answers as to why that's they're infinite uh yeah. that's great question 19 what's your prized possession I don't know if I have uh, one single prized possession. I sometimes think about like, what would I save um, that isn't like absolutely essential out of a burning, you know, out of my burning home or something like that. And I don't think that there's one thing that would um, me have like that much sentimental value. I have a lot of sentimental like attachments to a lot of different things, but um, I can't think of one thing that kind of represents all that. I'll say, um, oh man, looking around this room right now. Um, <laughs> I'll say, uh, the football that is on that, um, on the, the, the bookshelf behind me, uh, Ooh. that is the, 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 the football that I scored my first NFL touchdown, uh, with, Whoa. Um, yeah. So they, they saved that, uh, for me and did some artwork and like, did they, um, the put, put like put the image of me scoring the touchdown on the football, which is pretty cool. So That's... I'll say that that one, yeah. that one feels uh, like it applies. That rules. Absolutely. I have ran in zero touchdowns, and I kind of want that. That's awesome. Uh, question 20. Maybe a silly question. Are you competitive? Uh, I'm very competitive, yeah, but honestly, I... I'm the least competitive person in my family. Wow. Uh, my mom, dad, and sister are even more competitive than I am. Um, they, uh, you know, I can turn it off. I don't know if they can. <laughs> they know this. <laughs> wow. That's fantastic. Question 21. Do you consider golf a sport? Oh, yeah. No, I do consider golf a sport, um, especially because I'm very bad at it. Um, <laughs> and I cannot, uh, you know, it takes so much precision uh, and so much repetition that um, I I mean, I think I, I think people who don't consider it a sport are a, a, a little bit ignorant of how much work they actually have to put into it. Um, so I'll say yes. I gotcha. I like it. 22. <laughs> have you ever played any sports? I have. Oh, um, really? <laughs> without, uh, you know, people know my football history. I played, um, like I said, baseball was my favorite sport growing up. Yeah. Um, I played that until um, 
my last year playing at was my high, the freshman year of high school. Mm-hmm. Um, when I realized that while I was playing spring, uh, you know, baseball in the spring, um, all of my teammates were back to football on the football field. And I was um, missing playing football more than I was enjoying playing baseball. So that's when I realized, okay, I have to make change, make a change here. And then I played um, basketball uh, all the way until I tore my ACL in high school. So I played for three, three years. Um, and then when I tore my ACL in football, um, obviously basketball was out of the question that year. So, um, but I love basketball. I, I miss it a lot. And um, I think, you know, I'm a huge proponent of playing multiple sports as a kid and kind of being able to use that to cross train and, you know, yeah. gain an advantage in your other sports. Uh, and I really think that basketball helped me a lot with, with football. So um, I played as many sports as I could growing up. I even played soccer for a while before I got into football. Wow. All over the place. Yeah. 23. I think we might have gotten there, but favorite sport to watch? Baseball. Yeah, I love I love Dodgers. Um, you know, NBA playoffs is awesome. And mm. I don't think much beats that. Uh and, you know, NFL, I can watch I can watch football all day, but it's also part of my job, so sometimes I don't want to, but baseball I can always watch. Fair. Now, here's a little spin on the question. Would that change if I said favorite sport to watch live? No, I love baseball games. Okay. I love going to baseball games. Um, and, uh, you know, just having the, the vibe is, I guess the vibe is, is kind of the right word. I was trying to think of a, a more, you know, <laughs> well-spoken word to say, but, uh, <laughs> just like the vibe of baseball games are, is unmatched. Uh, it's, you know, going to Dodger games, getting a Dodger dog and a beer and, you know, just kind of hanging out and between pitches, you know, it's great. I gotta agree with you. Uh, 24 theme parks. Love them. I was just over at, uh, like, grew up pretty close to Disneyland. Oh. Um, so we go there almost yearly, at the very least. Um, and uh, Universal Studios, I was very close. Uh, went have gone there a bunch of times. Um, Six Flags Magic Mountain. But recently, I've been uh, the last two years. I've made uh, I've made trips to uh, Cedar Point in Ohio, which is yeah. the great, um, as you know, the great roller coaster theme park, um, just an hour west of Cleveland, um, and had a great time there just a couple weeks ago. Very nice. Uh, question twenty five, dubbed the Ron Bennington by famous radio personality. You're standing in a wrestling ring, and a wave of nine year olds, a random mix of boys and girls. Coming down to that ring to fight you. Mm-hmm. How many nine-year-olds do you think you could beat in that fight? I've heard this question, but as a four-year-old. Um, and four-year-olds, I feel like it's not a linear um, like <laughs> algorithm there. I think it's, yep. you know, it's nine. I think nine-year-olds, when, right when I'd start thinking like, oh, it's actually like a, a little bit of challenge to take on more than one at a time. Oh, yeah. Um, I'll give myself the benefit of the doubt and say 10. I think 10 nine-year-olds... Um, I don't know, but like you just get one shot on them, they're pretty much down, right? <laughs> right. That's what I'm so, saying. It's... If it's all at the same time, I'll say ten. If I can get in one at a time, I can go, you know, a little bit longer than that. I think Royal Rumble style, like the, yeah, exactly coming in. But yeah. Like you know, their their um, cardio is uh, like unmatched. <laughs> like a nine year old can run around for you know hours, and I don't know if I can keep up with that. That's true. So, a nine year old um... can exhaust even the greatest of adults. <laughs> this is true. Yeah. I I like it. I like it. Uh, 26. What's a game you know you can win? I used to be really good at Injustice 2. Um, I went out played the first Injustice. I uh, kind of just went through the story mode of and, and would have fun kind of just like 
button mashing. Yeah. And Injustice 2 is when I realized like, oh, I can like look up different combos <laughs> that characters can do. And that like that way can pretty much make you unbeatable to the average person who doesn't know what they're doing. Um, I would get my butt kicked on on online, but there were some online battles that I felt like I was doing pretty well in. So I'll say that that's the only time that I really felt like if anybody tries to play me who hasn't played this game before, easy, easy win. Nice. Who is your main uh, character in there? Uh, I am a huge Aquaman fan in Ooh. like comics, movies. Um, I love the Jason Momoa uh, interpretation of it. And um, but yeah, if like he'll he's always if I have a choice and it's DC superheroes, it's going to be Aquaman. But I, you know, you got to learn all the different characters. So I, I got pretty good at Wonder Woman, uh, Harley Quinn, um, The Flash. So, yeah, I'll bet, I'll bet definitely Aquaman. Very nice. Very nice. 27. What topic can you discuss the most? Uh, Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, I'm a huge D&D nerd. Uh, nice. And I have at least one or two weekly conversations with one of my buddies about what to do in our respective games. <laughs> um, uh, Rick, Rick and I kind of co-DM, co-dungeon master each other's groups. And we just love talking about possibilities for how to make story, like the storytelling better. And that's really what it is, is storytelling. Like yeah. more so than mechanics, more so than encounters, more so than, you know, the nerdy aspect of it. It's more like being able to tell a story that is satisfying and that can really emotionally evoke um, your players. Um, and that's what we're trying to do is really break the hearts and <laughs> and really break the hearts of our, of our players. I love that. Have you gone down the, the rabbit hole of the uh, classy DMs dice or, or classy D&D dice in general? Of, I'll, sh I'll show you some right here. I was um, going to say, I can point at at least three sets in the exact <laughs> vicinity of where I'm sitting right now. Wormwood kind of sponsored our uh, charity game that we that I that I did with my teammates and some special guests uh, a month ago. So I have some really cool. Um, you can see it. And it's a podcast, so it's great, great radio. Um, I have the raised <laughs> obsidian um, wormwood dice that I really love. I have that exact set, the black I on black it. obsidian. I, it's so cool. Oh, they're the best. <laughs> I want to get those um, signed one day by uh, Brendan Lee Mulligan. One oh, of these awesome. days. One of these so what's, what's cool is uh, I got, I mean, you know, I don't know when this, when this episode is coming out, but I got to go to Mad Pods, uh, not another D&D &D podcast, live, live showing at oh, NLA on yeah. uh, the 17th of June, which was this uh, a week ago today. And um, I got invited by DM Brian, Brian Murphy, who yeah. ended up being really cool. I got to meet him. I got to meet everybody. And they had guest, um, guests, uh, Amir Blumenfeld, um, Siobhan Thompson from... Um, dimension 20 lou wilson from dimension 20 and oh. brandon Lee mulligan oh. so i spent I spent a bunch of time uh, talking to brandon because i'm a huge fan of his um and all that and everybody else to be honest but you know brandon's uh brandon's awesome and he was really cool guy to talk to the there is a wormwood box directly behind me signed by all four of those uh nadpod oh, main cool. crew saw yeah. at the philly show can't highly recommend them enough they, they're they great will. they're hilarious yeah also former guest called will tanner great guy yeah <laughs> uh I don't know what question we were on. Here we go. Uh, 28. Favorite place you visited? I loved Austin when I visited. Um, I think mm. it was the first place. Because football specifically, but sports in general, really caused my schedule growing up and schedule as an adult to be um, very limited. I don't get to take vacations often. Mm. Um, and when I do, it's usually in the early spring or like the midsummer. 
if I don't get to go to places like late summer when we're having training camp or in the fall or in the winter. Um, so uh, two years ago, sorry, three years ago now, in 2019, I wasn't on a team. I was, tr- I was struggling to get back on a team. And uh, I had been trying the whole year to like, you know, get in front of whoever I could until it got to the point where it's training camp. And I knew that if I was called up in training camp, that I'd be ready to go. But um, I had, I had just watched the film chef um, with oh. John Favreau, Sofia Vergara. Um, yeah. Um, all those, all these great actors. And uh, they travel across the, the country, but they make a stop in Austin. And I'm like, man, Austin would be really cool. And I was telling my girlfriend at the time, then uh, my now fiance, I'm like, man, we'd be really cool to visit uh, visit Austin. And she's like, well, why don't we just go? And this was probably about June. I'm like, well, I've never really considered just going somewhere because I've always had to like <laughs> plan, you know, half a year ahead of time. Um, so we just went uh, for like three not, three days, three or, like three or four days. Yeah. And uh, we got a flight for like a month later. We got to go to the Bat Festival there. And um, there are some great trips. And, um, you know, I went, I got to make, make a Europe trip this, this winter that I really loved, but that Austin trip will always like mean a lot to me because it was the first time I was just like spontaneous about it, even though it was like a month planning, you know, but uh, <laughs> it was like the most spontaneous that I've ever been able to be with a, with a trip. That rules. Yeah. Uh, 29. What's your catchphrase? <laughs> Man. <laughs> oh, catchphrase is like, I feel like the catchphrase is something that you would be, uh, proud of saying but i in my mind and it's it's more something that i catch myself saying too often mm. um uh so i'll say and you might even hear it you know listening back a bunch of times or even listening forward a bunch of times in this interview but i always tend to finish my sentences and with and that sort of thing to kind of just allow myself to get out of that sentence or statement. <laughs> so unfortunately, just because it's habit, I'm going to say that even though I'm not proud of it at all, pr- proud of it at all. You know what? It's not the flashiest thing to put on the action figure, but no, it's not. If it's don't there, quote it's me there. As, <laughs> don't quote me for it. It's just, uh, it's one of those, um, uh, just vocal, um, kind of just habitual kind of things that you end up saying just as a way to get out of a sentence. Oh, yeah. I, I hear you. Uh, 30. What's the best costume or cosplay you ever wore? Uh, I went to Las Vegas Comic Con wearing a Clark Kent um, uh, costume. Ooh. And while that sounds very simple, just, you know, be a guy wearing a suit and, uh, and a pair of glasses, I decided to go with uh, just the white button down shirt pinned open with a blue Superman Under Armour shirt underneath. Um, and I went an extra, extra level. I wore the glasses. I made my hair all messy as if, you know, he's kind of running. Um, but I also had a tie that I put a, a coat hanger in and, um, made it like kind of flying up into the side. Oh. So that's the most effort I think I've ever put into a costume. Bravo. Very nice. Uh, 31. Have you ever had anything named after you? I ever had anything named after me. Um, I can't think of anything that I've had named after me. Um, not that I know of. Maybe somebody's, <laughs> maybe it's something like behind my back. I um, know. So I'll say no, just because I can't think of anything off the top, off the top of my head right now. That's fair. Um, so hopefully something soon. Yeah. Hey, tomorrow's another day, you know? 
<laughs> and this is always the the opportunity I have to squeeze in that I have a hot dog named after me. Oh, it's awesome! Pretty high honor here. I think having a sandwich or a piece of like a, an, a menu item named after you is a very high honor. I, oh. I, I aspire to it one day. <laughs> right next to the Buell will be the Stanton. It, it's yeah. coming soon. Give it time. Uh, thirty-two hobby. You've dedicated the most time to Dungeons and Dragons. Easy. Bingo, bango. Um, if it if it isn't D and D, then it's probably collecting comic books, which I don't do nearly as much anymore because D and D kind of ended up replacing that. But uh, I was a big comic book nerd before I was a D and D nerd. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, Thirty three. Who's a celebrity you've had a crush on? Uh, Hayden Panettiere was my first crush mm. or cele- first celebrity crush, um, and I actually got to meet her when she was uh, dating a member of the Jets because they were working out <laughs> at a local high school. And I went to the workout and um, one of the coaches that I knew there, uh, he's like, hey, have you met Hayden? Have you met Hayden yet? I'm like, no. Like, who are you talking about? He says, oh, let me introduce you. So he doesn't know anything about like the fact that I have a huge crush on Hayden Panettiere, but he just met out of with no context says, have you met Hayden yet? So I'm like, no, like, you know, sure. Introduce me. Um, Walks me to the back of the end zone while like this is the Mark Sanchez era Jets. So they're working out at Mission Diego High School in California. And um. I'm, we're in the end zone. We're kind of like standing behind some people watching. And he says, uh, Hayden, I want to introduce you to um, one of my old players, Johnny Stanton. And turn like r- literally like a foot below my head, turns around the short blonde girl. And it's Hayden Panettiere right in front of me. <laughs> like, <laughs> hi. And I was just so thrown off. Like I had no preparation for that. And I'm sure it was not the most interesting conversation that I've ever held, but it was, uh, it, it, it sticks with me. What a moment. Yeah. Y- you love to see it. Uh, question 34. What's the strangest job you ever had? I only had so many jobs. <laughs> most, <laughs> most of them football players, but when in 2019, when I didn't have a, uh, have a job or when I, when I wasn't on a team, um, I ended up, uh, taking up a job, um, pretty much as a favor from, um, my, uh, alma mater high school. Uh, I ended up being kind of security guard and, um, freshman football, uh, assistant coach. Oh. Um, at my local high school. So that was, uh, you know, a fun little experience. Uh, that was like 20, yeah, 2019 and, you know, really got invested in that freshman football season. Um, but uh, luckily I had a, an NFL job again soon thereafter. <laughs> That's great. And so many high school kids probably have stories of like, I got oh, my yeah. fight What's broken so up by Johnny Stanton. Or... <laughs> What's so crazy is those kids who were freshmen on that freshman team are now going into their senior year. And it just, it flew by for me. I'm sure for them, it was like, you know, you just inched by, but it was uh, just crazy how, how fast that moved. Uh, question 35. What's a book you'd recommend the world to read? Um, the last book that I really got into was um, Seven and a Half Deaths of Evelyn Hardcastle. This hmm. great mystery um, that uh, I don't want to spoil too much of it, but um, it's, uh, it's just a great murder mystery um and i it's a it's a long read or it's like a it's a really thick book yeah. but it's uh i it was the last time that i've really been been invested into like fin- continuing and finishing a book that's amazing wow what's the name of it one more time the seven and a half deaths of evelyn hardcastle it's kind of it doesn't really roll off the tongue but it's not quite but yeah, yeah. It's, if it's good enough it's it'll yeah. maintain uh 36 a movie that always makes you laugh um that would be um oh gosh i'm blanking on the name of it right now uh 
the Paul Rudd movie um, where he's trying to find a best man. Um, um, I'm just oh, it, um, I love you, man. Isn't that I it? love you? Thank you. That's I love it. you, man. I could not yeah. think of it. Um, probably my favorite comedy. Um, I heard that they were high the majority of the time they were filming it, and I, <laughs> it just makes me love it that much more because it's hilarious. Um, yeah, uh, I love you, man. Is the movie that always makes me laugh. That's fantastic. Uh, Thirty-seven. What's the worst movie you've ever seen? Oh man, I I'm pretty picky when it comes to actually going out and seeing a movie, mm. um, and oftentimes I can appreciate it even if I didn't like it. Um, I don't know. I can't think of a movie that I absolutely hated off the top of my head because usually I just try to block it out. Um, and plus, I don't want to talk crap on any movies necessarily. <laughs> like, that was my favorite movie. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. It's a boring answer, but I can't think of one right now. No, that's all good. Uh, question 38. Who's your favorite actor or actress? I can't even think of his name. Um, I'm going to, again, search something real quick. Um, yeah, there is a movie, uh, Sing Street. Um, mm. it, is the, uh, it is a musical that was uh, about these kids in the 80s who, uh, in Ireland, made this, um, this rock band. Um, and, okay, Jack Rayner. I think he's done a lot since then. Um, he's been in, and I, I don't like, necessarily straight up just go for movies that he's in. Yeah. But uh, he was also, I think, more known for being the main, the boyfriend in Midsommar. Um, oh, yeah. Horrifying movie. Yeah. But uh, in Sing Street, he is just really, really good. And I, I just loved his performance in that. And, uh, and you know, I could say some big movie star who doesn't need, you know, any of the more <laughs> attention. But Jack Rayner is probably one of my favorite actors. You hear that, Jack? Bravo. Yeah, I got a fan of me. Killing it. <laughs> uh, question 59. How cool was it in Jurassic Park when the raptors were running through the kitchen? How cool was it? How cool was it? Okay, so I know this is probably an open-ended question. <laughs> <laughs> yes. As far as the movie making, like the like a cinematography of it, the actual art of how it was done, yeah. extremely cool. If you're the characters in that in that situation, not cool at all. <laughs> Um, yeah, but like the creature work, the way that it was shot, the absolute like anxiety inducing scene that is them going through the kitchen and then ended up locking it, you know, locking the, the one of the raptors in the freezer. I forget exactly what happened. I think they ended up just running away from the other one. Yeah. Um, but it was, I don't think any Jurassic Park movie since then has really kind of captured that tone. I just saw Jurassic World Dominion a couple weeks ago and it's it's they've just become action movies now which it's yeah. not it doesn't kind of you know give give you that same sense of dread that i think really made that first movie special 100 percent agree yeah. so it was very cool in, in, in <laughs> long story short yeah it's really cool <laughs> uh question 40 first show as a kid you got really into i was a big uh, spongebob fan growing up but it took me man it took me so long um, to actually find a show to, to realize, I think that TV for the most part was serialized and mm. that one episode kind of came after another. So, so many times I'd be watching a show and most kids television is serialized, but um, I, it, I didn't really realize that, okay, this show, this, this is a new episode and it's supposed to, you know, 
it's a new episode because it, it's coming after last week's new episode and you're you know to be able to get the full experience you're supposed to watch last week's and then this week um the first show that i think i really got into um I don't know. I guess 24. I know my pa- my parents were really into 24. And I, I remember that was the first one I think I tried to kind of follow along as the episodes were going. Yeah. Um, I think that was the first one. I think that's a good one. Yeah. 41. Who should play you in a movie of your life? I've tried to find a... Like a, everybody has a celebrity doppelganger. I don't. I don't hundred percent know who mine is, um, and I think that if I say anyone, I'll be accused of being a horribly, horribly like um, <laughs> big headed and egotistical for like you know my my looks because I do not have like necessarily movie star good looks. But um, I'll say someone who generally looks like gen- like someone who kind of looks like me who kind of has a similar build um, and I actually really like him as an actor is Channing Tatum. And again, hmm. people are going to hear that. It's like, Oh, what I, this dude, <laughs> this, this dude thinks he looks like Channing Tatum. I don't, but um, gen, general clean shaven, uh, brown haired white guy who's like bigger than average. Uh, I think that kind of narrows things down a little bit and I'll go with uh, Channing Tatum. I I can say it. It's Channing's big break. He needs it. <laughs> Yeah, anything to help that guy. Yeah. Uh, 42. Who's the biggest celebrity you've ever met in person? I mean, can I say a teammate? <laughs> I mean, well, My, yeah. Miles Garrett's probably like the, the person that I'm I'm friends with who is the most, uh, the absolute, you know, most popular, probably even like the most like social media followers or something. <laughs> um, so I'll say Miles. He's, he's a good one. Seems like a great guy. He's a good guy. Absolutely. Nice. Uh, 43 TV show or podcast that you love, but you don't think anyone else knows about. Over the Garden Wall is always um, kind of out of left field for most people because it's a cartoon and people don't really expect, you know, not, not everybody expects kids cartoons to be really good or like people who don't like kind of follow those. Yeah. Um, I'll say that for a TV show. Um, for a podcast. Um. You already had Beth on, so I'm, I'm, I don't need to say Dungeon Daddies. It's a good um, one. I mean, it's one of the biggest Patreon <laughs> Patreons yeah. in the world, so I don't think they need any, any help. Um, let me look through my podcast app a little bit just to see if I'm missing it. Oh, you know what? Okay. Uh, one of my really good friends, two of my really good friends, um, have a podcast uh, that is called Jesse and Wilder's Guide to Life. Um, yeah. It is a, uh, a little podcast that they do where they take a category and um, kind of create the most ideal versions of that category, but also the worst possible versions. Uh, for example, they do Italian restaurants. Um, so they do, they go through a, a list of like, a, uh, they rank them uh, a one to three. A one is, a three is very quite lit. A, a one is very not quite lit. Mm. Uh, so they rank them very quite lit to, to not <laughs> very not quite lit. Um, so they do like Italian restaurants, um, they put uh, the Pope room from Bu- from Buca de Beppo um, in uh, a very quiet lit. Um, they um, they did animals where they were trying to like what's the best possible animal, and it's like it's got scales, it's got teeth, it's got feathers, <laughs> all these different weird things. They're they're very funny, um, and they don't take it too seriously. I was on an episode recently where it was um, the 
guide to life um, for summer camp because Wilde and I went to, some, went to summer camp together as adults because we went to adult summer camp. Um, but, uh, I, you know, if you want to start somewhere, might as well start at that episode. This is brand integration if I've <laughs> ever heard it. You love it. You love it. Uh, 44, favorite comedian. Favorite comedian is probably Tom Segura. Um, mm. Or my buddy, Ify Wadaway. But I cannot say Ify because I have not seen him do stand-up yet. Uh, he's just a great, hilarious guy. Yeah. But in terms of somebody that I've seen um, at do stand up at an improv is Tom Segura, and um, I think he's very funny. Uh, Forty five best Saturday Night Live cast member. Um, I was a huge fan of a YouTube channel called Good Neighbor Stuff um, growing up and through high school, mm-hmm. and Good Neighbor Stuff consisted two thirds of them. Um, Unfortunately, the third one, Nick, didn't make it to Saturday Night Live, but the other two were Beck Bennett and Kyle Mooney. And those guys are hilarious. And while I don't uh, necessarily follow um, Saturday Night Live as much as I did when I was a kid and don't, don't watch the episodes, um, I will always be a fan of Kyle Mooney and Beck Bennett. Um, I know that Kyle, I think Beck as well, aren't, or I think this was their last season. Um, so I'm excited to see what they end up doing. But those guys make me laugh like no, no one else. Um, yeah. But I mean, I also saw... Tina Fey and Amy Poehler recently, and they were absolutely incredible. Um, Maya Rudolph always makes me laugh so hard. Um, I think my all-time favorite uh, host of Saturday Night Live was the Peyton Manning episode. Um, Very good one. That one yeah. is absolutely classic. Um, so yeah, I'd said plenty of names there. <laughs> I love it. Uh, 46? What's the nerdiest thing you've done? Uh, gone to Comic-Con in, in cosplay probably um i've done it twice this other time not the not the superman time was um this uh if you're not a comic book reader then it's a deep cut but there's a um a batman set of villains called the court of owls it's kind of like this illuminati type of character and all you it's a super easy costume all you have to, get, have to do is get the correct mask which is a white blank mask with owl eyes and um and then wear a suit so that's what i did at the first comic con i went to which was in denver and i did that when i was like in college so that was probably 20 15 or something wow. um or 2016 and 2014 i mean um so yeah that was uh that's probably the nerdiest thing i've done besides going to you know live tapings of podcasts of dd podcasts that i, <laughs> that I love just you know playing D in general is, is super nerdy so i embrace it fair isn't it great though going to a, like a comic-con in costume because people get so excited when they're like i know i know what you are and it's like yeah, I, I mean it's too. not it's, it's like, like when you're that you don't get that feeling so much when you're playing somebody like superman because it's like yeah everybody knows who superman yeah is. that's true um true. but when somebody you know if anybody if you get the honor of having somebody ask to take a picture of you or with you i think that makes it all worth it yeah shout out to my ox king from dragon ball cosplay that i wore awesome. a couple of years ago at an anime con and uh Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, 47. Least favorite state. <laughs> um, I think, you know, I might, I might end up uh, <laughs> being, being made to 2% of your audience. Um, oh, man. I think all the states that I've, that I've been in have had redeeming qualities. So I don't think that I can say anything that I've been to. Mm-hmm. Um. I know way too many Alabama people, so I'm going to say Alabama. Um, <laughs> there's probably nothing here. You know, there, there's every there's something wrong with every state, but I'm just going to say Alabama to kind of just mess with my Alabama friends. I like it. I like it. 
48. Best thing you ever won. I just a couple weeks ago um, participated in. If you're in the Cleveland area and you have never been to a donut shop called Brew Nuts, then you're living under a rock. Um, it is the best donuts that I've ever had. Um, I'm I'm friends with the owners now. They're incredible people, and it's a bar. It's um, it's called Brew Nuts because it's brewing like like uh, beer and then donuts. Um, and they recently had for National Donut Day, they had an extravaganza where they did stuff all day, but in the afternoon, late in the afternoon, they had a donut eating competition. And it wasn't just a donut eating competition. It was also eating one of their big donuts. It was a glazed donut. And you also have to chug a can of PBR. Oh, um, now this. And it's a, all it's, right. a team of, it's a team of three. <laughs> so I thought, why not just, um, you know, pack the house and choose two offensive linemen teammates and, <laughs> who are absolutely up for it. You know, like they're not going to say no. Yeah. Um, so between myself and my two teammates uh, walking in there, I think we, we had, we had everybody else quick in their boots. Um, we ended up destroying the competition and, uh, <laughs> and winning this, uh, this little relay race where um, we, we only had to do it twice. Thank goodness. Cause I think any more times than that, we'd be sick. But uh, that donut comp- donut race at brunettes is, um, what I'm very proud of, sure. Now you got to get a replica of the donut and put it up on the mantle also. <laughs> as a... Well, what they give you as an award is a, it's like one of those medals that you wear around your neck, but instead of a medal, it's like this foam donut. That actually looks very realistic. That's yeah. good. Dang it. They have better branding than I do. That's smart. <laughs> uh, 49. Is there anything you've collected or had a collection of? I'll say comics. Uh, I also have a collection of D&D miniatures that I paint. Um, that's kind of one of my hobbies. I'd say that's definitely one of the more nerdy, nerdiest things I've done to add that to the cosplaying at a Comic-Con. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I, um, I'd i say between comics and old D&D miniatures, I collect those. Very and cool. sneakers. I'm actually a sneakerhead too. Oh, that's good. Yeah. All right. Question 50. Dubbed the Ryan Davis. You're in a fight to the death. Promise. The last of the fighting questions. Okay. You're in a fight to the death with another person equal to your size. You're offered either an aluminum baseball bat or a six-inch non-serrated knife, knowing the weapon you don't choose goes to your opponent. Which do you choose, knife or bat? I have a pretty good swing. I'm going to go with the baseball bat. Oh. It's, got the, it's got the distance. Um, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I've never been in a fight with a baseball bat. Um, I've seen them on TV where actors hit other people with aluminum baseball bats or what looks like an aluminum baseball bat. I'm sure it's just a foam bat. And sometimes, and you know, some, you know, I've seen like CCTV footage of people like fighting and like, somebody tries to fight, fight, like, you know, tries to fight off a robber or something with a baseball bat. Yeah. And sometimes they end up like, kind of like it, being able to knock it away with their arm and still, it'll still like continue to advance. And that's like, I don't know how that's possible because I feel like a swing where I'm really getting my, like, you know, my power into it. I don't know how that's like, I feel like I'm breaking your arm if I'm swinging with the full power and yeah. you try to break it. So, uh, or try to block it. Um, the knife, obviously, you know, you're going to lose blood if you get hit with that. But I think if I, if I can knock you out earlier and, uh, and you know, with that baseball bat, then I'm going to go with that. This is why we drafted up that Dodgers contract. You yeah, say it's exactly. all coming full circle. Yeah. That's how I proved myself. Trust me when I say we have plenty more episode. 
with the great Johnny Stanton. Still to come, you don't want to miss it, but we just need to take a minute to pay some bills, keep the lights on in this place, and more importantly, thank the wonderful folks who do the music for this show. Like the song that's playing now from the Mini Vandals, or the song that's going to play after our break from DJ Williams, the opening song from Diala, or the closing one from, say it with me, Single Friend. And if you're enjoying what you're hearing, hey, I love it. I love it. Maybe give us a five-star review, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen. That'd be great. Tell a friend, send a tweet. All appreciated. But let's get back to Johnny. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. But real quick, here's a few words from a podcast that you should be listening to. Welcome to Spelunkers, a place for exploring video games and nerd culture. I'm Ryan, and this is Gotta Rank Em All, where Chris... That's me, self-proclaimed number one authority on all things Pokemon. And myself, get a guest, and... uh. Uh, hey, Chris, there's no guest this week? Well, yeah, Ryan, that's because this is an ad. We don't need a guest for an ad. Don't you think we can do an ad by ourselves? So you mean I need to be telling people that we rank 10 Pokemon every other week with a guest? Yes, and put them in the most officially arbitrary list of all time. We've been over this, Ryan. Okay, okay, okay. I, I, I got it this time. Okay, let's hit record whenever you're ready. Remember, we only get one minute. Oh, shit. I already hit it. Please check out Spelunkers Game Explorations, where Gotta Rank Em All is hosted on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. We got one more thing before we get back to the show. Something brand new, something I'm very excited about. The 99 Questions Hotline? Hotline. Sure, that's what we're going to go with. I created a phone number for you to call. You can leave me a voicemail. If you have questions for me, if you have questions about the show, if you have questions for future guests, you can call in, leave a voicemail, and your voice might be the one actually asking the question live on the show. Well, not live. It's pre-recorded. But you know what I mean. I got the number right here. 732-592-9838. That spells out Real Wax Vet. That's right. Real Wax Vet. Like a veterinarian who's really made of wax. I don't know. All the good numbers are taken, so this is the closest one I could get. Real Wax Vet. One more time, that's 732-592-9838. Give it a call, leave a message, have a great day.
So, Johnny, uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention uh, that I am indeed a Cleveland Browns fan. This is an incredibly cool moment for me, uh, going as much so uh, as my custom-made oh, awesome. <laughs> uh, Buell Browns jersey. It's an audio podcast. Just assume it's a really cool jersey with my <laughs> name on it. Um, but uh, you are also creating a really cool niche for yourself in the world of nerddom in general. And I think that is so incredibly cool uh, for multiple reasons. But if I had one question for you, and what are the odds I do, uh, it would be, was there ever a point uh, growing up that you felt like maybe you had to decide between the two? Like, I can't be a comic book guy and the sports guy. Like, this, like, did you ever have to face any kind of like a, all right, pick a path here? Or were you fully just embracing both as you went along? So... I had the fortune and, and misfortune to discover how nerdy I was later in life. Uh, I learned it in college when I kind of like superhero stuff was not like um, super like uncomfortably nerdy or make people uncomfortable if you're like really into it by the yeah. time that I got into it. So I'm a little bit of like a um, fake nerd or whatever. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I think I've embraced it to the point where I don't think, I don't know if anybody can call me that, but um, so because I decided to kind of get into it later on, um, I, I, I never really had to go with, try to, you know, figure out that, that, you know, weird binary. Mm. Um, but when I, I knew that going, getting into D and D was kind of like an extra level, like, Oh yeah. Comic books can be cool. Like sometimes, you know, everybody had to read a graphic novel, I think in high school or some English class. Uh, but going into D&D was kind of like an extra, extra step. And I knew that going into it. And I'm like, you know what? I think this would be something cool that, be, that I might end up getting into. And, you know, everybody knows now that, like, I'm really into it. Yeah. So the decision, though, to make that very public and to make it kind of part of my brand, which was not an active decision. It was kind of just like, hey, this is something that I love. I think some other people will share that with me. Yeah. Um, was uh when i joined the browns um i remember getting a you know there were a bunch of people tweeting at me following me that day because you know the news got went live um and i ended up getting a message or a tweet from somebody saying hey what are three things that browns fans don't know about you yet and i I forget exactly what i said but um or all the all the things i said but one of the things i said was that i'm a huge nerd um dnd especially but pokemon comic books like i'm really into it um and people were like crazy about the fact that I loved D&D. So I got, you know, that, that was kind of the moment where I embraced it and it was like, okay, there's actually a big crossover here. Um, So why not just uh, really enjoy it and uh, enjoy the kind of crossover that is, uh, you know, obviously already existing, but I'm kind of, you know, hoping to exemplify. (laughs) I love it. And uh, let me say on all fronts, on the uh, football front, on the nerd front, I think you're doing a, a fantastic job. I appreciate I, it. I wish you all the best. But we're not done. This is no. We're not done here. We got a whole another piece of paper. Uh, question 51. What's your phone wallpaper right now? Uh, that is a, an engagement uh, picture with me and my fiance um, from, uh, from the, the day I proposed to her. Very nice. Classy. Very classy. Cute. I know. <laughs> 52. What's the last thing you Googled? Paul Rudd. 
<laughs> actually that's not true it was um sing street because i was trying to find jack Ryan's oh name. we had to find jack yeah 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 uh, no, it was it's like <laughs> i'm not gonna find immediately i love you man from just searching full <laughs> red i need to do a little better than that a little bit of google sleuthing yeah yeah uh 53 you have to name your next pet without seeing them what do you name them um maddie and i my fiance have been talking about this um we've been wanting a dog we're not quite ready to pull the trigger but we i think we know what kind of dog we want mm. um we were going back and forth like i want i really want english bulldog and she's oh. she, she likes english bulldogs but she also really wanted like a lot of different dogs she wanted a corgi she wanted a golden retriever but i was like and i love those dogs but i was pretty much said i'm like you know what I, I don't know if i can choose something better than english bulldog and we've talked about names for the different animals um but recently we watched a video and maddie was like okay i get it <laughs> and I think we, I would, I would love an English bulldog too. I'm like, of course. I mean, who wouldn't? Um, and she said, and we'd have to name it something food related because I don't think you can have a bulldog without either naming it a human name, something I think Frank is kind of the classic bulldog name. Like, if, you know, if you think of a bulldog, it just looks like a Frank. Oh yeah. Um, or you name it something food related. So like, especially she wants to name some, uh, she wants to name a dog something uh, after like a kind of pasta. So if it's gnocchi, if it's uh, mm. lasagna, um even like meatball um so i'd say a, a very good name for an english bulldog would be meatball um and uh, so we'll go with that for now that's excellent yeah meatball the bulldog <laughs> it's it, i can see a hundred thousand followers on instagram already it's great <laughs> uh 54 what professional wrestler would you compare yourself to um another one of those like uh celebrity doppelganger things um that i've like I, I've, I've heard again it's gonna make me sound like i have a big head i've heard the, the channing tatum like a little bit uh another one that i've heard a little bit is john cena as like a, a large white guy yeah. um and you know that's a great guy to be compared to i've only ever heard great things about him um i'll say john cena because i oftentimes end up playing kind of like the good guy kind of look um and he does a great job of being very much a baby face oh, yeah. um I'd say my, my favorite wrestler for if, if in case that that doesn't get brought up is uh, Dolph Ziggler who recently followed me on Twitter, which is super cool. Cause he's a Browns fan as well. Yes. he um, is. Yeah. So uh, yeah, he's uh, he's awesome. He's here to show the world. You love yeah. to see it. Uh, 55. What's your comfort food on a bad day? Um, I'll say uh, cane, raising canes, chicken fingers. Mm. Um that sauce is, is unbeatable. Uh, if I'm just looking for something good, I'll, I'll go with that. And I, I, I'd say that that's my drive through. Other than that, I'll go with um, chicken pad thai, spicy chicken pad thai, because I love Ooh, Thai food. Yes. Same boat there. I, I usually go shrimp pad thai. That is my, mm -hmm. like, every couple of months, it's just like, yeah. yep, I'm going to need this again. <laughs> 56. Favorite smell. I'd say my favorite, my favorite smells are the ones that like bring back memories. Um, the ones that it's like, oh, it's your bedroom. It's like the laundry room or like your dog growing up. Um, that's not really something that you can like give a name to, I think. And I don't yeah. even know if I could think of, like, it's more just kind of the feeling of remembering something because of a, a smell that you have. Um, if I've had to put a name to it, I'd say like, or a, a smell that I like, I'd say maybe sandalwood or chocolate um, mm. cooked garlic um I'll, I'll i'll go with that and it's not you know cooked garlic isn't necessarily something that you want to like have 
you know, like a, your car scent, but, <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I'd say those are pretty good. I like that. It would be, uh, it would be kind of weird though, walking into a Yankee candle and seeing like your bedroom on the one of the set, like, wait a minute. I'm pretty sure they have something like that. Yeah. <laughs> would it be weird? It would be like minced garlic or like cooked onion. Yeah. Ooh, cabbage. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> uh, 57 best candy. Uh, love Twix bars. Um, I never r- really loved Snickers bars. Um, Milky Ways, I, I love. Um, they're a little bit too sweet to me now, but growing up, um, my go-to at a gas station was the uh, cookies and cream Hershey's. Oh um, yeah, but they like I think they like lack like a little bit of subtlety now. Um, so I'll go with the Twix bar. I think it's classic and and really really great. Absolutely. 58 worst candy almond joy is too easy to say or mound <laughs> um i don't like twizzlers mm. uh, i like red mines i don't like twizzlers and i know that people like end up on one side or the other of that oh, yeah. binary but um, oh yeah i'll go I, I'm, I'm definitely team red vine wow red vine and g-r-e-y my god <laughs> <laughs> uh question 59 what's a restaurant you'd recommend uh anybody who lives um near downtown cleveland needs to go to um banana blossom thai cuisine um i love that spot mm. i live really close to it the last two seasons and uh if i needed something for food i would i would just order chicken, spicy chicken pad thai from there uh you know they they knew me by name they knew, <laughs> knew what i was going to order and i'd just take the one block walk over there even in the cold winter <sighs> That was your chance. That could have been the Johnny Stanton. The, the spicy chicken pad thai. I don't think you can go to a Thai food place and <laughs> order something called the Johnny Stanton. I think yeah. that's not necessarily appropriate. <laughs> you might be right. You might be right. Uh, question 60. What's a food you've never eaten? Oh, man. I don't know. I I want to say I've eaten everything, but I know I haven't. Um, There are delicacies everywhere that i've never tried uh, i've never i've never had rocky mountain oysters how about that mm. yeah not bad not bad uh 61 strangest food that you have eaten now i want to say that i'm, I'm, I'm adventurous <laughs> again <laughs> like i i just i i i can't think of something crazy that i've that i've had or like many opportunities that i've had um you know what i i will say this um this last winter on that trip to Europe that I had, we ended up, we, we stayed in Finland for a while and we we're in Northern Ooh. Finland. We were at a uh, Northern lights resort in, um, uh, in the Arctic circle. And I had a uh, reindeer when I was there. Mm. Um, and it's not that crazy. Like if, it's crazy if you think of it as reindeer, but it, the same animals caribou and you don't think that crazy of like eating caribou. Um, so uh, I'll go with that. I'll say reindeer. I'd say it qualifies. Yeah. Uh, 62. What's a typical day off? Typical day off for me is um, relaxing, especially if it's something that I'm trying to do, like recover within, like in between workouts, uh, mm. I'll try to get a massage if possible. Um, Cause that's, that's my favorite way to recover. Um, and then uh, I oftentimes end up um, painting a mini while watching a show. Um, maybe I'm like prepping my next D and D session. Um, you know, that, I'll, I'll say that, you know, that, that ends up taking up a lot of like my off time, you know, after getting all of my, you know, chores and, uh, errands done. Nice. 
Uh, 63, bucket list item that you accomplished. Um, driving on a racetrack, um, was, was, I think was one, uh, it wasn't a race car, but it was, uh, I went to UNLV and, um, one of my assignments in one of my classes was doing something that was like, I think it's like, like kind of a cross off your bucket list type of type of deal or something similar to that. Yeah. Um, and my parents were coming in for the week and something that I'd always wanted to do at this, at a, um, one of these local places, uh, or this local place to Vegas called speed Vegas was drive um, one of those cars you know, you drive by it on the 15 when you're coming into town from the South. And I would always see it. I'm like, that sounds really cool. Uh, and this felt like the perfect opportunity, especially if I was able to get my dad to do it. And if he would be able to pay for it because I'm in college <laughs> and I don't want to pay that much money for something like that. Yeah. So um, my dad loves cars and he, I knew he'd, he'd jump at the opportunity to do it too. So we ended up getting a reservation there. I ended up driving a um, Mustang GT and an Audi R8. Um, cool. and very, very different feels on the racetrack with the, between those two cars. You know, you really realize just how heavy and like, you know, much of a muscle car the, uh, the Mustang is. And, you know, it doesn't take the turns that great, but you know, you really get like, get to feel the engine, but in the Audi, it felt like a golf cart, no, not a golf cart, but a go-kart. Uh, it just oh, wow. felt like so close to the ground. You're able to take those turns so easily and just kind of speed out of them. Um, that was a lot of fun. Wow. That is an incredible experience. Uh, 64 bucket list item you probably won't accomplish. I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to jump out of a plane to, to skydive. Um, I would love to be able to do that. Um, but I, I don't know, maybe at some point I will. Um, but a lot of these things I need to make sure that I, I wait till like after football is completely over to be able to do. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if I'm, you know, when I'm at like out of, football and you know a little bit older like i don't know if it's still gonna be something that i really want to do um but i i I don't know i can't i can't write it off i can't think of anything else that i don't think i'm gonna end up being able to do i haven't really written out a full-on bucket list so maybe i need to do that (laughs) you got time yeah uh 65 dubbed by previous guests the realest question of the bunch okay i'll be ready name of a friend you don't keep in contact with but regret it I've lived in a lot of different areas now, a lot of different states, uh, Nebraska, Ohio, California, obviously, Nevada, Minnesota. Um, and some of my friends in Nebraska, I wish I'd kept better in better contact with. Um, my, my roommate, Grant uh, Schumacher, is one of my favorite people of all time. And um, It's one of those people that like, you know, I'm not worried about going months without talking to him because I know it's just going to get back into, you know, get, get back to where it was. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, he's, he'll be coming to my wedding and it'll be, it'll be great, but I haven't been able to keep as, as great of contact with him. And then my, uh, one of my best friends growing up, Joey Ballado, kind of in the same boat. He's not, he's not quite as good as, as keeping contact. Um, and, you know, he was in the military for a while, so it was also hard to keep in contact with him when he was there. Um, but uh, Joey, Joey is, you know, somebody that I still keep in contact with, just not as much as I'd like. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, 66. What's a game that makes you feel nostalgic? Nostalgic. I'd say maybe The Last of Us Part 1, because I played that in Nebraska years mm. after it came out. I ended up playing the remaster of it, but I, you know, I loved that game. Um, played it on my, my roommate's PS4. Um, so that makes me feel nostalgic about um, Nebraska. And a, a, not a video game, but... Um, 
um, forget exactly the name of it, but it's like a backyard game, the game that you play with two poles with a beer bottle on top and try to hit, um, throw Frisbee at, um, at the other beer bottle. Oh, or hit the pole. yes, um, yes, yes. I haven't played that one since I've been in Nebraska because I set that up in our backyard. Like it's, I, that would, that's pretty nostalgic for me too. I forget the name of it, but it's something horseshoes. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, question 67. What game have you spent the most time playing? One of the few games that I 100%ed was um, Horizon Zero Dawn. I haven't gotten into Horizon Forbidden West yet. It's on my PS5. I just haven't gotten into it yet. Um, If you looked at my Steam profile, it would show that I've probably played a a couple hundred hours of Elden Ring, even though I played probably maybe maybe a dozen, because I'm horrible at it, (laughs) because I left it open. I thought that... I, I, I think I stupidly left it open over... Um, while I was like traveling and um, oh, everybody on everybody yeah. was like messaging me like, Hey, are you still playing Elden <laughs> ring for the 48th hour in a row? I'm like, no, I just left it open on my computer because I'm dumb and forgot to turn it off. Um, so that's probably what would show up as my number one game played, but I gave up on that one a long time ago. Cause I'm horrible at it. It's, I mean, it's a good game, but yeah, it's uh, it, it is punishing. Question 68. What's something you built with your own hands? I always wanted to get into woodworking because it'd be super fun to make a, make our own furniture and stuff. Yeah. Definitely have not done that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I did make, or at least I made the majority of, was um, a fire pit in my old house in, at Nebraska. Um, I ended up building that, and it was very well used um, in the backyard over, over there, so... Um, that's something I made, um, with the help of, of some other people, but it was, I was proud of making that. That's a, that's awesome. Yeah. And who doesn't love a good fire pit in the backyard? Oh my gosh. I loved it. Yeah. Uh, 69 best pickup line. Uh, oh man, it's been three years since I've had to <laughs> pick up line. Um, the line that I gave Maddie when I first, um, match match with her on hinge was um if you were a pizza what kind would you be um it's not really a pickup line it's more just kind of an icebreaker question um but i feel like it's a fun one that like is non-threatening and <laughs> makes, yeah. you know kind of like you know allows you to kind of break the ice in a fun way um she ended up saying a margarita because um she's classic uh, but also delicious or whatever she said um <laughs> but uh yeah it was uh it was it, it started some good conversations for me i love it uh, question 70. Have you ever had any good nicknames? My uncle always called me Johnny Ballgame. Um, mm. When I was playing quarterback in high school, um, my teammates would call me Johnny Tebow. Um, I think that I was the or- origin, or maybe not origin, but uh, I was before Johnny Menzel in getting the Johnny football nickname. Ah. but he definitely took that away from me i got it my freshman year of high school and i think sophomore year of high school is when he ended up you know going viral for that um i've had a few but they all seem to start with johnny (laughs) that checks out i mean it makes sense yeah if your name wasn't johnny and that's all the nicknames you got then it's a little (laughs) odd but uh question 71 do you believe in love at first sight no um I think it can be, you know, uh, it can be the spark and can continue on to love, but I don't think love at first sight exists. Um, there's a lot of work that needs to go into love. So uh, you haven't put in that work if you've just seen somebody across the street or something. And, <laughs> you know, it can, it can develop into it. But, um, that, you know, that, I think it's just a spark of attraction. 
Very well said. Uh, 72. What's a big turnoff of yours? Um, somebody being inconsiderate and it's kind of very, very vague in general, but it's, um, I think there are a lot of ways that that can be, uh, show up, whether it's, um, not being grateful, uh, if like, you know, something simple, like holding a door open for you and you kind of just accept it and just walk through or, um, I don't know, just kind of not really putting in the effort to be kind and to be, um, uh, yeah, it was more just more just about effort than anything anything else. Because I think you need yeah. to put in an effort to be considerate, because that's you know what it's all about. It's going out of your way for somebody else. No, I I hear you. Uh, I I will say I worked as a bartender at an Irish pub for about five years, and you could tell immediately the inconsiderate people, especially when there were like people coming in on a date, and you could just see the other person's eyes screaming like. I yeah. need to get out of this. Get me the check now. <laughs> like, it's one of the most uncomfortable situations is when like somebody that you're with is not being like not taking into account anybody but themselves. It's just like, all right, well, it's not a relationship that I need to pursue. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, 73. Do you consider yourself an artist? No, definitely not. Because I'm friends with artists. Um, <laughs> musical you know, paint, you know, different mediums. Um, there are, like, I, I, it's not just because I'm comparing myself to them. It's just because like, I do the only art that I consider that I do is like painting miniatures. Um, and while I take a lot of pride in doing well with that, I wouldn't really consider myself an artist. Um, I'm sure other people, you know, I might end up getting some other people who like disagree with it. Cause I do have some ones that I'm proud of. Um, but it's not really a way that like, I, um, identify myself or like come to identify myself and identify myself with yeah. it's just kind of just like a little hobby that I have. Um, so uh, yeah, I think it's more just about self-identity than anything else. Uh, I'd love to be one. I don't know. <laughs> Again, tomorrow's another day. Uh, question 74. What's something you tried to cook and failed? Um, uh, there's one thing. Uh, like there's a, a a recipe for a what's called a Dutch baby, um, just a a pancake that you make in one steel um, uh, cast iron pan, um, and I remember making it once kind of good, and then I tried to make it for Maddie. I think the first time I slept over, and like the next morning, and I think I failed at it. Like just got <laughs> burnt, and like ended up eating off the top, which was fine, but it wasn't like it wasn't good. <laughs> so I don't think I've attempted it since then. Gotcha. Uh, question 75, dubbed the Ben Hansen, after the first guest of this year's show. All right. What's the greatest piece of art ever made? Oof. The most hyperbolic <laughs> question humanly possible. And if you take this question seriously, it's got to be tough. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I think the greatest piece of art can only, it can only be relative. Um, and if it is relative, then it has to be your favorite piece of art. And then you kind of just have to break it down to what your favorite piece of art is. Um, and while I would never call it the best piece of art, I, I think um, some of my favorite movies, and I, I've, I've gone through ebbs and flows of just like really kind of getting into cinema or like getting into like the movies that are coming out. Um, 
but one of my all-time favorite movies is uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane. Oh, um, yeah. And I, I love that movie because they do an incredible job in this little, like this one location. Um, and it's so character driven. It is so anxiety inducing. It is uh, really, really incredible filmmaking. Um, and it just, it gets me every single time and just like makes me smile at the most horrific stuff. <laughs> just like, <laughs> but it's so good. Um, in, in my mind, which is the only, you know, way that I can answer this question. Um, 10 Cloverfield Lane, I think is, it, it's not, it might not even be my all-time favorite movie, but I think it is one of the best um, pieces of art that I've consumed. I love it. That's an amazing choice. Yeah. Question 76. Have you ever had something happen to you you would consider paranormal? Um, yes. Ooh. Um, while I don't, I don't know. I think it is silly to not believe in life outside of earth, like in our, in outer space. Um, what I don't necessarily adhere to is the fact that we have been visited by life, um, by uh, extraterrestrial life. Yeah. However, I did have an experience when I was in college at Nebraska. And I feel like if it's going to happen anywhere that I've been besides Vegas, I guess, um, it, it happens and it's got to happen in Nebraska. Um, I remember walking to morning workouts and this was early, early in the morning. This is like five fifteen, five thirty. 30. Um, but the sun was already up. This was summer workouts. And I am, I'm walking to the, to the facility. I'm dead tired. I'm walking alone and the facility is connected to the stadium. And I remember looking up, I was kind of looking down, maybe I had earbuds in. And I remember looking up and pausing my, pausing whatever music or podcast I was listening to and seeing something above the stadium. I cannot remember like anything, any dis distinguishing features about it. Yeah. But I was kind of at this angle where the stadium was to my left and there was a building to my, in, like, in front of me. And the moment that I see it, like it's there for like a second and a half and then goes away. And whether it goes away or like flies away, like out of sight, like uh, past the building line. And I remember, I remember actively hustling to try to like, see if I can get a view of it. And, you know, not, not with like, to no effect, like I wasn't able yeah. to see anything. And I'm like, it's early. I don't know what I was seeing, but it was <laughs> like, uh, I, I probably was making it up in my mind. Or so I thought, because <gasps> that morning, I remember saying to one of my teammates, I'm like, man, it's craziest thing happened to me this morning i could have sworn i saw a ufo above the stadium and one of my other teammates overheard that and said oh my god i saw something too <gasps> oh <laughs> yes dude. i have no idea what it was but i that's as close to something paranormal that i've ever seen <laughs> i love when any guest has a yes answer to that <laughs> question because i love those stories that's yeah. amazing it's not that exciting, but it's like it's the closest thing I got. It's good. It's that tw it's the little twist at the end. Yeah. It's the it's the cherry <laughs> on top. Oh, that's good. Uh question seventy seven. Would you ever use a Ouija board? I don't think so. Because as much as I can say I don't really believe in paranormal act activity or I don't believe in like, you know, ghosts or whatever, I don't really want to take the chance in opening mm -hmm. up opening that up because well, it's like one of two things. It's one, your friends are just messing with you and trying to like, you know, it's just, it's forced. Like it's somebody's like, somebody's, you know, has their finger on the scale. Yeah. Uh, and is like, and there's no point in doing it. It's just like, it's just silly. 
the other option, <laughs> which is like what you're kind of hoping is true. You don't want your friends to be messing with you. So the other thing is that you're hoping a spirit communicates with you and like opening up that line of communication for me is like only bad stuff can happen from that. Oh, you're poking so, the bear. You're poking exactly. the bear at that point. Um, so I'm not, I, I'm, I don't really feel like a, a Ouija board game is in my future. I hear you. Unless somebody ends up coming up with a great TTRPG that's like Ouija board <laughs> focus, which could be awesome. I should, I should, like TM, TM, TM. I don't know if I want to get, give that up. Maybe, uh, maybe I start working on that. That's a pretty good idea. Kickstarter coming soon. Maybe. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> 78. It's probably an already, it probably is an already. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> There's but... so many Kickstarters out there. <laughs> yeah. Question 78. Simply, why? If if somebody's asking you why, there's a reason why they're not, right? Mm. And usually the reason why you're doing something is because you're motivated to do it and it's important to you. And at least in the, like in the motivational, competitive aspect in my own head, if somebody's asking why, it means that they're, they're not willing to do something while I have to be willing to do something, do that exact thing to get ahead. That is one of my favorite answers to that question. That's really good. Uh, 79. If given the chance, when would you time travel to? I think I would time travel like a thousand years in the future. Um, There's nothing that like there, there, obviously there is fascinating stuff that has happened in the past, but I sincerely believe that we are at a point in history that things have never been better. Um, as you know, as as many things could change for the better, as 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 bad as things can seem to be, we have never been in a point of history that has been better. Mm. So, I, I I think that there are too many things that I would find hard or um, despicable, even about parts of our past, and that I don't really want to go visit. Um, while going into the future, I, I think that I would want to see something that I maybe couldn't even comprehend or something in the future where it's like, okay, I'm definitely not alive a thousand years from now. (laughs) So like, there's no chance of me like running into myself. (laughs) Um, if you, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to deal with that, but, um, I'd say I'd, I'd say like a thousand years in the future because who knows what you're going to see. There's yeah. like you kind of have a general idea of what you what you might see like a hundred years in the future or a certain time in the past, but a thousand years in the future. Do you think the people living a thousand years ago could even comprehend what is happening like in today's age? Like I don't think so. Not even close. Yeah, so I'm, I'm I'm willing to have my mind blown. Ooh, that's a cool one. Uh, question eighty. Have you ever made a sudden dramatic change to your lifestyle and stuck to it? I mean, changing positions and football is pretty dramatic. Um, and I guess the first time I changed positions was as a sophomore in high school. So I can't say that I necessarily stuck to it totally because I went back to quarterback as, a, you know, in division one in college. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I ended up, you know, kind of changing that, I guess it's like, it's a very narrow view of that, of, of that question, but I think it's very applicable for me because I ended up being a different position. I'm a fullback now. Um, you know, and I, my whole life, I thought I was going to be quarterback. 
Wow. I mean, that's big. That's absolutely yeah. big. Uh, 81. What game show, past or present, would you love to be a contestant on? Um, I would love to be on Amazing Race. Um, there was a time when I was like in high school that my sister and I would watch it a bunch. And I know that if I were to do it, Katie Stanton, my sister would be my number one choice for being my teammate because she's very, very good. Like, I think where she's very good at at handling things under pressure. Mm -hmm. Um, she's also very well oriented in wherever she is. Like she has a great spatial orientation for like direction, uh, locations, so I think she'd be very good at that. She knows that she'd be very good at that. And I think that if we, if I had an opportunity to choose my partner for that, and I think she's already told me that like, I'd be her partner. Uh, <laughs> I think that we, I think we'd do a pretty good job at Amazing Race. However, there is a game show that I don't necessarily want to do because I think it'd be way too stressful. And I think it's not even around anymore, but there was this one show, I think it was on CBS that was, um, you're basically on the run and you're trying to be on the run for like 60 days or something, maybe just 30 days. Um, but this organization is who ha- that has like the force of like has like local police forces like attached to it and like I don't know it seems like oh, they have wow. enough to do themselves but like you're basically trying to be in hiding until your getaway car comes or you tell your getaway flight or something comes um, because you're trying to live you know with family trying to change locations trying to live in the wilderness and like and th- the whole time they're like right on your tail they're using CCTV footage. They're using word of mouth. They're using family interrogations um, to try to track down where you might be. And they're always like, they were always, I I think there's only one, one season of the show, but there were like, I think 10 groups that were going through it. And I two ended up being able to make it to the end and got away from the, from the cops. And even at the very end, they were like on their tail, like maybe a hundred yards behind them until before they get in the boat and were able to get away um Oof. so that one just seems so exciting it was so interesting it's like man what would i do if i was on the run like it makes you really think yeah um i think i'd be horrible at it <laughs> <laughs> I think all I'd that be, said I, yeah my episode would be 10 minutes long <laughs> i think i'd be pretty good at amazing race though i think you would too i like it uh 82 what's a quote that you love there's a there are a few that i have um that i want to like have a tattoo of some point um Ooh. and i have it in my tattoo list of things that if i ever get a tattoo <laughs> that'll be that'll be on there um okay here's, here's a good one um i've come so far i think i can go on a bit longer and i don't know who to attribute that to but i love that quote because it's like you might as well keep going man like there's yeah. nothing stopping you like there's what's the point in, in quitting at this point because you've got already gotten this far i love it uh, 83, just as important. What's the best shirt that you own? Best shirt that I own. I am a big fan of kind of just really well-fitting, comfortable blank shirts. I really like this one. Um, not try not to sponsor them necessarily with the show or give them the unnecessary shout outs. Uh, so I won't, I won't say the brand or anything. Hey, you know, um, if you want to uh, send uh, a shout I'll, out, nothing I'll wrong give with a it. shout out. It's, they don't need it. Uh, it's cuts. <laughs> um they have really well-fitting shirts for me specifically um uh but yeah i really love a really comfortable well-fitting good-looking blank shirt in different colors navy you know i'm wearing a tan beige one right now um but a a really good white shirt is just like unbeatable Mm. um 
yeah, I'll go with that. It's super boring, but I that's my favorite shirts. They're my favorite shirts to wear. I respect it. 84. Would you change your middle name? No, because then I couldn't be the fourth. And I'm John Richard Stanton the fourth. Ooh, that's good. Yeah. yeah. And there's nothing wrong with Richard. Good strong name. <laughs> it's true. Uh 85. What's a good impression you can do? Uh none. Um <laughs> If I try to sound like somebody, it sounds bad. If I try to get like a general voice that is, you know, not appropriate for me to do, I can do okay at it. Um, as a as a, dun- a dungeon master, like a TTRPG dungeon master, I can do. I can sometimes do voices, and sometimes they might sound like somebody, but I'm never trying to be somebody. Um, and you're not going to get me to do any voices right now. Okay. But, right. Uh, I can do try. an okay Australian accent that is like, if you try to make me do too much or say the wrong things, then I'm, I'm bad at it. Same thing with like Scottish accent, some British accents, like I can do okay at. It's just, if you're trying, if you tell me sound like this person, I will freeze up. If you tell me, give me this kind of accent or give me like a character that kind of gives you this kind of vibe, um, then I can do okay. But okay is all you need when you're playing tabletop role playing games. <laughs> very true. You want you want a, a a wide pool, not a very deep one. When you're yeah. uh, when you're when you're a DM, I had to try to get an impression out of you. You understand? It's you not going to happen. I'm going to embarrass myself. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, Eighty six. Is there a tattoo you wanted to get but are glad you didn't get? Oh, I haven't gotten any tattoos, so there's nothing that like I have written off necessarily. Um, nothing that I've decided that like, oh yeah, I'm really glad I didn't get that tattoo because I've never really had that opportunity to. Yeah. Um, the first tattoo that I would get is, um, the image of St. Sebastian, who is my confirmation saint Mm. uh, in the Catholic church. It's, um, uh, you know, it's just a name that you want to take on. And St. Sebastian was a French soldier who was, um, who was forced to convert, but didn't. So, um, he was sentenced to death uh, and he was sentenced to death by being tied to a tree and shot with arrows, uh, but he uh, didn't die from it. So his image is of these arrows like sticking out of him, like looking up to the heavens. Uh, mm-hmm. And I love that image it feels like very powerful and kind of like ev- evocative um, and just like kind of always holding on to hope. Um, so that's that that's the tattoo that I would get and kind of like a cool traditional old american style i i love that i think that's great uh 87 how would you describe your 16 year old self awkward um (laughs) not really uh as smart as he thinks he is um and (laughs) just trying to like just trying to to survive and trying to trying to like do you know, I was so engrossed into football at that point. Still I am, obviously, but like that was um I guess college. Like my senior year was 18, 17. Yeah. So like that was like my sophomore year of high school. And sophomore year of high school, I was like so many like girl troubles and trying to, you know, navigate high school. And the high school wasn't a horrible experience for me by any means, but it, you know, it's no one's peak. Um, so just trying to figure myself out. Like I remember in high school, I had a lot of like identity issues and this wasn't necessarily 16, but it was more like, 
you know, without football, where am I? And because that's something I really wanted to kind of develop and realize, mm. like, I really identified as a football player. And especially after I tore my ACL my senior year, I was trying to figure out, like, okay, who am I besides that? You know, what can I, identity is such like a, um, it's an important thing, but it's also a very, it's only ever as important as you make it out to be. Yeah. Um, and that, that was when I, I was like starting to make it important because I didn't really know what my identity was at that point after I tore my ACL and couldn't play football anymore. Or at the time I couldn't play football. So I was trying to figure out like, Hey, well, who am I? Like, what are my hobbies? I don't really have any hobbies. So that's when I picked up like the ukulele. Cause you know, why not play, try to learn an instrument or um, I don't know, just kind of like developing my relationships with people and what I'm passionate about. Um, I think started coming after that point. So I don't really know if I had like that much of like, I, I know I did, but like a self identified personality or you know, like what I wanted to uh, come, come across as, um, yeah. which I don't know if anybody does, but like that, that wasn't the forefront of my mind when I was 16. So I was kind of just, kind of just vibing, <laughs> <laughs> just trying to get along and try not to, you know, trying to, you know, have a girlfriend or something. <laughs> yeah. I think there's a lot of 16 year olds who could, uh, yeah, it's probably a lot of 17, 18 year olds who could relate to the exact same thing. Uh, 88. We might've gotten the answer. What's the worst injury you ever had? Not the ACL. Ooh. Um, cause that wasn't like gruesome and I've never had anything that's too gruesome, but, um, when I was in my rookie year, 2018, um, with Minnesota, I just switched to fullback. Uh, this was the ga- second game of the preseason and I'm trying to, you know, trying to earn myself a spot, but while also trying to like learn how to play fullback. Um, and I end up, um, at home on television, uh, in the fourth quarter playing fullback, my best play of the game easily. Like I'm, I'm tracking down the guy I'm driving him to the sideline and a linebacker from the backside who had missed the tackle ended up swinging around the runner and his hip landed right on my ankle and, and, oh. and fractured it and dislocated my ankle. Uh, and it was, it was like a little bit gruesome because it was on television and they slow mode it for the, for the viewers. <laughs> um, oh. So I, uh, I ended up, um, you know, down for a while for that and, you know, got the scars obviously. And um, that was, I th- I'd like to say that I would take an ACL over that. Um, definitely, it's probably a recency bias, like, uh, but it was it was definitely more painful. Um, mm. My ACL wasn't extremely painful, and I was actually able to play the rest of the game in it. But that was also because I was in high school and very resilient. Yeah, <laughs> as true. an eighteen year old. Also, you didn't have to watch it back in super slow mo HD. Yes. Yeah, and it was you know <laughs> ACL was like oh I got hit in the knee. It was like oh, it stinks, but um, yeah the I was immediately like 20 minutes later tagged and i tweet with it with the video and i'm like why why would you show me this so immediate oh Uh, brutal uh 89 what's a habit of yours you want to break i want (laughs) to this is something my that maddie has gotten on me for but it's like i i want to be better at communicating things that happen or things that i'm planning with her because I think I've gotten a lot better at it. And I, I know, I know that I've gotten a lot better at it, but there's every once in a while, there's something that's like, Oh yeah, that happened a couple of days ago. And I'm so sorry. I didn't tell you yet. <laughs> I'm really sorry. It's happening tomorrow. You're going to have to be there. And it's yeah. like, it's one of those things where it's like, Oh man, I, I miss, I forgot to do that. And that's a bad habit of mine. So I need to break that. I gotcha. 
Question 90. Getting on the home stretch here. Have you ever lied on your resume? There's only so much of a resume you need to play football. That's a good (laughs) point. Yeah. I haven't updated it since college. Um, No, I don't think I have. Um, I think everybody, the classic one is like lying about being proficient in Excel because that's something that you can learn to do. Um, But um, yeah, I've never really had the need to kind of even create a resume. Um, I can't really think of what like the um, like associated kind of thing would be with football. Um, (laughs) So I don't know. I'm going to say no. And for whatever the related, you know, the analogous resume is for football, I'll say no as well. Gotcha. Because it's so like so easily to like to check. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. You know, it's like oh no, like we're in the NFL. Like we know we have every film of you like since like high school. <laughs> yeah, like we know what you've done, been able to do, and what you've done. One nine Super Bowls. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I don't yeah. think that's right. Yeah. <laughs> and it would take a Google to find out. Uh, ninety one. Have you ever punched someone in the face? No. Mm. No, I've never been in a fight. Um, you know, I've, I've I think. I'm not, a, I'm not a particularly aggressive or like excitable guy in that way. Yeah. Um, I've had to make sure people like stepped off, but I think my stature has been able to save it from me actually ever getting into a fight because, you know, I'm 270 pounds and six, two, like, I don't know if a lot of people, I, I outsize most of the people I'm around and yeah. uh, the people who are bigger than that have never really pissed me off to the point where it's like, <laughs> you need to <laughs> need to fight them. So and no, no, I've never punched somebody in the face. Gotcha. Uh, 92. Would you ever go to a nude beach? I've been to a nude beach before, but it was way, way before. It was like, I was like in high school visiting Tahiti with my family. And like, Uh, there are some nude beaches over there. And it's like, yeah, you know, I'm 15 years old, like, or like 14 years old. I'm like, this is interesting. Um, (laughs) You know, you're prepubescent trying to like, you know, catch catch looks when it's like appropriate not like you know weird <laughs> even though it's never appropriate but it's um i would you know i'd do it i think as long as nobody i knew was in sight or like you know <laughs> it was yeah sure yeah uh 93 somehow not the realest question when was the last time you cried uh i cried at my cousin's funeral um last mm. month um he he uh was very close to me and uh, that was probably the last time I cried. Yeah. Yeah. 94. What's something you've done and will probably never do again? When I was at University of Nebraska, um, they had the athletes call the boosters to thank them for donating to the athletic program. Mm-hmm. And everybody was given like, hey, you need to do this from this hour to this hour. And you you, you knock it out within like, you know, a couple days. Um between the, all the program, all the athletes within the athletic program in Nebraska. And, um, I ended up getting this list of callers. Um, uh, and like, you know, this is the list that you need to go through. It's going to take you at most an hour. And I ended up going through it. Most of them are voicemails, obviously, but a couple of people answered say, Oh, you know, you know, you, we're basically saying like, Hey, I'm from the, uh, Husker athletic fund. Just want to say thank you for, uh, for donating to our team. We really appreciate it. And, calls rarely last more than like a minute or two and then i think one of the last people i called just ended up losing leaving a voicemail for them and i crossed it off the list and um continue on and finish up i hand my list in say okay hey you know here's all the 
all the the phone the phone numbers that I called, and somebody says, uh, or the person I handed it to said, "Oh, wow, um, do you know who this person is?" I'm like, "No." Says, uh, "That's Larry the Cable Guy. Uh, that's his phone <laughs> home home phone number that you ended up leaving a voicemail for." I'm like, "I, I would not have been able to. <laughs> that's not something that I will ever leave. A, I'll never leave a voicemail for Larry the Cable Guy again." <laughs> so um, that's uh, that's that's the best thing I got. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm kind of doubting that's going to happen again in the future. <laughs> that's that's great. Um 95 best compliment you ever received. Usually try to get that out of my head as soon as possible so it doesn't <laughs> doesn't <laughs> conflate my ego. Um but just I think the best compliment that I can receive is just somebody genuinely saying that I'm like a nice person to be around. Um, or that I, I, um, I'm, I'm very involved with like, as a different kind of compliment, um, I'm very involved with, um, uh, LGBT, the athlete ally, LGBTQ organizations. And I'm very vocal about it on social media and getting people who appreciate that. And, you know, I guess kind of a compliment of like people saying like, really appreciate you speaking up in that way. Um, I, that always means the world to me. Um, because there are so many people that are like hateful on social media and I've had way, way more support than hate in that, um, you know, in that world. But it's like uh, people taking the time to, to say that they appreciate it. It always means the world to me. Yeah. I love that. 96. Tell me a joke. This one technically got me free tickets for a concert. Uh, while i wouldn't say it was actually the reason why i got free tickets to a concert i'll tell the the story afterwards um why the bike fall over Mm, i don't know why did the bike fall over uh because it was too tired horrible joke (laughs) it's a a bad joke um (laughs) my favorite brand young the giant was sent out an email this is like my first day back home for summer um after I think my freshman year of, uh, at Nebraska and I get an email cause I had, uh, bought like the album or been to a show or something for young, the giant, um, my favorite band. And they sent in, say, they sent, they sent an email saying, Hey, young, the giants playing at the iHeartRadio um, theater in downtown LA. Um, if you're in the area, this is literally happening tomorrow. If you're in the area, um, send an email to this email. Cause we're trying, we're just giving away free tickets. Um, cause this isn't, you know, we're not making money off this. We're just like, they're trying to pack the house. Yeah. Um, so I'm like, oh my gosh, that'd be amazing. I send an email immediately saying, hey, I'd love to be able to get the tickets uh, plus one if possible, if that's like even being offered. I think it's being like given us two. Don't really know what else to say. Um, so I'll give you a joke. This is freshman college, freshman year college, Johnny. This is 19 <laughs> year old Johnny thing. Like, yeah, this is how you write an email. Um, so I'll say a joke. Uh, why'd the bike fall over? It's too tired. Sorry about that horrible joke. I still hope I hope I still get chosen for these tickets. And that was like in the late afternoon. The next morning, there's no email. I'm like, okay, well, you know, there, I'm sure there were a bunch of people that responded to this email because you know it's in the LA area. And um, anyway, probably like early afternoon, like one o'clock, I end up getting an email saying, "Hey, loved the joke. Here's the link for the two tickets." I'm like, <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> okay. It so worked. in the next in the next like three hours or two hours i had to find out like okay who am i going to this concert with so i ended up going <laughs> with my friend it was a great time but it was uh it was like so short notice and it was like such a lame joke to get a ticket for it's 
Perfect. Perfect. Young the Giant into good jokes. Good to know. <laughs> uh, 97. 97 used to be a question that I came up with that just wasn't all that good. So I crumpled it up and threw it in the recycling bin. All right. I replaced it with the listener question of the week. Uh, so if any of our wonderful listeners have a question they want to see used on a future show, uh, they can write in at 99, that's the number 99, of course, 99questionspod at Gmail, or 99questionspod on Twitter, or, like the ones you're about to hear, and call into the 99question hotline. That's uh, 732-952-9838, spells out real wax vet. Give it a call, leave a voicemail, and it might be used on this here show. Uh, so we got two because why can't the listener question of the week just be two questions? Uh, so the first one we got here is from, uh, Eric Crust from the wonderful Lost in Narration podcast that I do the uh, voiceover for. Uh, Eric, here's your voicemail. Hey, Bob. Hey, Johnny. Long time caller, first time listener. Two questions for you. Uh, one, what's been your favorite D&D character to play? And two... Who's your favorite teammate and why? All right. Thank you, guys. Love you. Mean it. <laughs> Thanks, Eric. Um, great question. Um, second one's going to be hard to answer. Um, but the first one, I, I'm just kind of stuck between two. First one, um, the, the first re- character that I really put effort into. Um, and, like, you know, the first one you make is kind of like, oh, this would be fun, kind of goofy and, and crazy. Yeah. For the first one, I really put effort into and like into building the backstory and kind of build like building it into the world that the DM ended up kind of like embracing and brought into the story was a character named Vandoss Swifthorn, which is a which is a Minotaur who um, came from this like village of Minotaurs, was very like battle focused. Um, got uh, long story short, ended up um, first adventure he went on, uh, the party got decimated, he ended up getting. Um, kind of like held hostage by this demigoddess um hmm. and uh was under her like was basically enslaved by her for like years um she ended up like etching into his horns these runes and everything and kind of like like making him help in like the like in um like kind of torture stuff it's like super dark and, and you know uh what good dnd backstory isn't super dark um so finally he works up the courage to um escape and he's like and going to the mouth of the cave that he's been locked up in for these years. And finally, when he reaches the mouth of the cave, the demigoddess kind of appears in front of him. And she's like, you know, what are you, what are you doing? Like, I thought we had some, I thought we were like, we had this relationship. And uh, if you wanted to leave, you could have left this whole time. Um, basically just like gaslighting him and kind of like, you know, like just, just being super evil. Yeah. Um, but saying like, if you want, if you, but if you need to leave, if you want to leave, you have to take me with you. So she offers him like kind of this piece of her, that ended up being his, um, uh, he ended up becoming a Hexblade Warlock, which like this piece of her ended up becoming um, the uh, the focus and like this, the weapon that he used. Um, so that was like the first time I really had like this cool like, idea for a character. Um, really quickly, the, the other one was a another Warlock because who doesn't love Warlocks? Uh, undead Warlock whose husband um, was this adventurer and ended up going to the, on this adventure into the Shadowfell, falls into the negative plane which if you're super, super into the D&D lore, falling into the negative plane releases a, sh- uh, a uh, Nightwalker. The super crazy, I have a little mini for your report right here, which is not good radio, but here's the Nightwalker. Ooh, super cool, crazy mini cool. Uh, that I need to paint. Um, 
Nightwalker is super scary, this mindless, like undead, like creature that like just destroys everything in its path. You can't leave the negative plane until that Nightwalker gets uh, pushed back into the into the portal into the negative plane. Um, so my character is this adventurer's husband, basically ends up getting um, adopted as a warlock of this Nightwalker, and is gains the powers of it and needs to send the send the Nightwalker back into the negative plane to be to release his husband. So it's a super cool, fun character that I really loved role playing. That's the first, the one that I loved kind of like getting into the character of. Yeah. Second question, finally, was the, <laughs> uh, my favorite teammate. Um, two of my teammates um, from college are going to be my, in my, uh, one of my groomsmen, uh, Cody White, Tommy Manning. Um, they're two of my best friends ever. Uh, and then actually my best man, River Craycraft, he's a receiver on the, on the Miami Dolphins. Yeah. Uh, was my high school wide receiver um, when I was his quarterback. Um, and, you know, since I've mentioned four, uh, those, those teammates already, I can't, can't miss my fourth groomsman who was my teammate was Nick Begg. Um, he was my teammate in high school as well. Great tight end defensive lineman, whatever you want him to be. Oh, I love it. I love it. Uh, and we got a second voicemail because why not <laughs> this one from the great Joe from New Jersey. Hi, my name is Joe, and uh, I'm curious on what was your first ever feeling getting onto a professional football uh, field? You know, what was the feeling that went through your body and your mind? And uh, that's part one of my question. And then part two would be, um, how does it feel to be the Steelers' little adopted brother because we just own you go no, steal it no <laughs> had to sneak that in at the end i you did doing that last part but um, the first half of the question stands first off i think we're in a much better position than the steelers are right now i i, I really love our uh our, our our spot in the afc north um mm-hmm. but to answer your first question the first feeling that i felt which i thought you was what was going to be the first the whole question was, was the first question first feeling that you remember feeling i'm like that's a really hard question to answer um first feeling that i felt running onto a football field um in the nfl i'll say my first feeling running onto the field uh, as part of the game not just like out of the tunnel um in an nfl game regular season game which was 2020 against the eagles uh in cleveland was a lot of nerves um just making you know but i did have that realization during the play to like, I am coming onto the field being subbed in for the first time ever. Like I made sure to have that realization in my head. I'm like, this is happening. Um, and nobody can take that away from me. So that was, that was the first feeling that I had was like a lot of nerves, like don't screw this up and just the recognition and like the appreciation of it happening. Do you ever get a second whether it's that first game or even now, to just kind of like stand in in midfield and just kind of look around at the whole crowd and be like, "This is something only like a a true handful of people can ever say they get to do." You know, you know, the only time that you really get to be out on the field like alone without anybody near you is kind of um, kick return. Um, mm-hmm. If you're the punt returner, you get to do it, which I've I'll never have and never will get the chance to do that. <laughs> um, not my body type, not my skill set, but um, I am the what's called the halfback on often, oftentimes a kick return. So I'm the second furthest back guy. While you don't get to do it at midfield, you're right around the 15 yard line. And like, there's nobody within 20 yards of you. And you kind of just get to soak it in. And it's like, you're, I'm on NFL field right now. And 
I have all these people watching me, so that's pretty cool. That's it's amazing. It really is. And uh, thank you, Eric, and uh, kind of Joe for <laughs> asking the questions. Uh, question ninety-eight: What made you want to be who you are today? Um, I think just the, the culmination of all my previous experiences. Um, there's so many things that like hindsight, you could say, I could have made this better decision. I could have listened to this person instead of this person. I shouldn't have listened. You know, I should have, shouldn't have trusted this person or, you know, been in that situation. Um, but everything that you have done has brought you into the situation that you are now. And I think if I had made different decisions, I might be having a different motivation for like why I'm doing something. I might be, um, you know, not, I, I, I very well could not be in the situation that I'm in now. And I am, I'm very proud of the decisions that I made in the, in the place that I'm at now. So there's no reason to think about the things that have happened in the past that you wish you could do differently. Cause there are plenty of things that everybody wished they could do differently in the past. Um, you know, with varying degrees of like, you know, uh, desperation or like, you know, regret. Um, but in general, I think, yeah, I think it's just, the, it's the culmination of my experiences. It's the, um, it's the values that I've gained for the, from those experiences and the morals and the ethics that I've kind of built up over time that um, are, you know, unique to me. Nobody shares those same things with me. Nobody shares the same experiences as me. So um, why not try to be the best version of me? Because I'm the only one who gets to experience it. Very true. Very true. And that leads us right here. Top of the mountain. The titular question, if you will. Question 99. What do you want to be remembered for? Um, I want to be remembered as somebody who was, who attempted to make a difference where they could. Um, if you follow me on Twitter, I'm very vocal about the things I'm passionate about. Um, I want to live in a world that I'm proud of. I think everybody does. Um, and I want to make a difference and make a, um, I want to help take strides to live in the world that I want to live in. Um, and whether I'm able to do that isn't necessarily the goal. It is whether or not you made an attempt with the platform that I have, like whether I or not, I made the attempt with the platform that I have and I am, I want to do so much more, but I am proud of the times that I have spoken up and the differences that I have made in that, um, in, in those ways. And there's so much more that I can do. There's so much more that I want to do and will do. Um, but you know, I think it's important to make sure that you appreciate what you've been able to do. And I've been able to make, um, sports fans out of like some, uh, people in the LGBTQ community because of the words that I've said, I've made D and D fans out of sports fans who, <laughs> uh, have never heard of it before. Um, and just allowing myself to be known and be outspoken has been so much more of a boon than a, uh, than a, um, something that's been, been able to be held against me. Yeah. Um, so I hope that's continues to be the case. Um, but I am, um, uh, that is something that I'm proud of and, um, yeah. Uh, excellently said. 
uh, and uh, I dare say it is something you really should be proud of because I think <laughs> you're you're doing a tremendous job out there uh, fighting a good fight, as they say. Uh, and uh, Johnny, I wish I had more questions for you. You, <laughs> you. you seem like a heck of a guy, and I, I appreciate I've that. Absolutely love this episode here. And uh, again, from the bottom of my heart, I truly appreciate you taking the time. I got to, to uh, share so many stories. I thank you for asking such great questions and uh, being so thought provoking. It's it's great. Well, thank you so much. That means a lot. Uh, is there anything uh, you want to pro- plug, promote, uh, waft into the ears of our wonderful listeners? Anything at all, sir? The floor is yours. Um, I won't promote then uh, necessarily what I'm doing, but I will be involved at Comic-Con this year, at San Diego Comic-Con on um, July 22nd and 24th. Mm. Um, so check out my social media if you want to find out exactly what that is in case I have not announced it yet um johnny stanton iv on twitch twitter and instagram and uh if you want to see me actually play DD in front of like a live audience with some like really cool people i did do a show called rolling for red nose day which was a charity event organized by myself um not all by myself but mainly by me um that i did in cleveland where if you're t- into ttrpgs you know these names Abria Iyengar and Ify Wadaway, I was able to fly out to Cleveland and play D&D with them. And if you're a football fan, you know these names. It's Wyatt Teller and Miles Garrett uh, came to, um, you know, my teammates D&D group. Uh, like, these are the guys I play D&D with, on, you know, on our off days. Uh, we got to raise $18,000 um, with uh, for Red Nose Day uh, to fight childhood poverty. Uh, Brandon Tharp, our DM, follow him, Brandon the DM, on social media, especially on TikTok. He does a lot of TikTok um but he was um did an incredible job of like running the game for us and it was so much fun if you want to see me play dnd i'd say that's probably the best spot to do it uh the cantrip cast i guess is the, you look that up on or look up rolling for red nose day or on the cantrip cast on youtube what an absolute legend the great johnny stanton everybody uh, I adored that. I hope you did too. Uh, check out the description of this episode. I included his charities in there. Please check him out. And if you own a restaurant, name something the Johnny Stanton. Great name. But we're running out of time here. It's the last call. The red light's on. Let's figure out what we learned here today. We learned that if you have the slow-mo footage of an injury, don't tweet it at the person who just got injured. That's like bringing linesmen to a donut eating contest. Someone's day is going to get ruined. We learned that the cabbage candles that I've been making are not as successful as I thought they would be, and yet Johnny's Ouija board D&D game is booming. Uh, I'm not a good businessman. We learned that the raised obsidian dice are objectively the best dice. We learned that it is an honor and a true privilege to get a photo of your cosplay uh, taken at Comic-Con, and we learned that No Diggity by Blackstreet can really work magic. Now, if you'll excuse me, I gotta roll for initiative. I will see you again in two weeks for our next episode. Until then, thank you, and good night.